Welcome back, YouTubers. I am Jason Worsma. That is Michael Stantiford. This is Jingling, and you are watching Tankers Fantasy Football, and we are going to hit you with 12 players to target for this upcoming fantasy football season. Guys who are getting their ADPs, you know. These they just get no respect from their average draft positions right now. I'm just all in. We're gonna lead it off with T.Y. Hilton. Gotta love some T.Y. Man, going going 33rd overall right now, man. I mean, yeah, not getting very much respect going late third round. And if if the, if the Colts aren't fucking lying to us, like you know the Colts have been known to lie to us in the past, but if the Colts aren't lying to us and Andrew Luck starts throwing that Duke around. Come training camp, I mean, T.Y. Hilton's stock is going to skyrocket. We're going to start seeing him more into that late second, I do believe, instead of that late third easily. So if you somehow get to draft early and T.Y. Hilton's going that late third, early fourth, I think T.Y. Hilton's definitely a player you want to swoop up to have yourself a sexy deluxe wide receiver two. Oh, my God. A, no a number one target as a wide receiver two, baby. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the Colts are going to be looking to be behind in the second half regardless if Andrew Luck <laughs> is playing football or not. So it's going to be Huck it and Chuck it. And if Andrew Luck is under center, I think, the, you know, arm talent enough to get the ball down to a guy like T.Y. Hilton. Moving on to another guy who's getting just absolutely no respect out there. We're talking about Larry Fitzgerald. Oh, my God, Larry Fitz going 35th overall out there, Larry Fitz. Even with a, with a, with a, with a low point Early fifth round? I mean, my early fifth. God. He's been, yeah, he's been seen going in the early fifth round. I mean, that is just absolutely gross for a guy who went out there and got you 109 receptions for 1,156 yards and six touchdowns, finished as the fucking fourth best PPR wide receiver last year. Yes, yes, people. He finished as the fourth best PPR wide receiver last year, and I don't think he's looking to fall out of that top 12. And where he's getting drafted, he's getting no respect. And you think Carson P lost Carson Palmer? Well, fuck that. Yeah. Who was, Car who was Carson Palmer the last couple of years? He's no better than the likes of Sam Bradford. If Sam Bradford can stay healthy, Sam Bradford is hands down better than Carson Palmer, who was long in the tooth out there for these last couple of years. And, you know, they got who? They got Josh Rosen behind him. Who they say was the uh, you know most ready uh, in, uh, college quarterback coming straight? He's most NFL ready college quarterback. So if he has to step in, I mean you know Fitzgerald's seen the wor the worst of the worst as far as like quarterbacks go throughout his career. God. So guys like Sam Bradford and Josh Rosen is as is as bad as it's going to get. I am all fucking in <laughs> on this late third, early fourth round ADP for the Larry Fitz. My. God, disrespect the legend that Nothing way. Nothing but disrespect. We're talking redrafts. We're talking about, you know, this is the this is this is the only year that matters. All fucking in. Larry Fitzgerald is your boy in redraft. We're gonna hit it with another wide receiver and Marquise Goodwin, baby. Marquise Goodwin. Gotta dig a little bit for old Marquise. 99th overall out there. Yeah, going in that middle of ninth round. Ooh. And you know, he finished strong for you. I he mean, sure did. And look, that one game before Garoppolo took over and for the rest of the way, Garoppolo was there. We're talking about averaging almost 15 PPR points a week at 14.9 from week 10 on. You know, he only had one game in that stretch under 11.8 PPR points. I mean, he only had the any and he only had the two touchdowns on the season. So I think that number's got nowhere to go. Oh, but absolutely. And one of those touchdowns, I believe, was an 80-some yard 
bomb that he cut that he that he caught, man. I mean, my God, it was a thing of beauty. But you just gotta you just gotta think about what he's what he's shown so far with Jimmy Garoppolo has got to be just so encouraging, man. I, you know, and I think I think a guy that's you know his highs his highs in about the back end of the fifth. I mean, his his low is in the back end of the tenth round. If Marquise Goodwin is still on your board in the tenth fucking round, you you just get him. That is just absolutely absurd. I know Pierre Garçon is coming back, but I think that's just helping keep cover off a good one right now. I, I, I think Marquise Goodwin is the better football player at this stage in both of their careers. And I just think that Garoppolo, you know, full offseason under his belt with this team, I think is all in on the – I mean, Marquise Goodwin is going in that ninth round average. So if you can go out there and get Marquise Gooden as the first player on your bench, that is sexy deluxe. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. All in. Sexy deluxe. Keep it going with some wide receivers here. Going to Philadelphia. Going in that middle 10th round. I can't believe it. He finished 22nd wide receiver in PPR last year. We're talking 12-team leagues. We're talking about back end wide receiver 2 production going in the middle of the 10th round. Talking about Nelson Aguilar. I mean, man. As we as we alluded to in one of our previous videos, too, on players to avoid, uh, not about Mr. Aguilar, but just the kind of situation that he's in. I mean, he's looking at seeing single coverage, I think, on a lot of those snaps out there, and an offense that's willing to just air it out if that's what they need to do. Ag- Aguilar showed us last year too; he's willing to, you know, kind of step up. He kind of came into form last year. I like what I saw out of him. I mean, the only shade you can really throw on the guy is in the eight games that he did score touchdowns, he, he averaged 14.4 better. But when this guy wasn't finding his way into the end zone, he That's had 8.8 or less PPR points in those other eight games where he didn't score touchdowns. But we're still talking about a guy who finished 22nd wide receiver in PPR last season, talking about back in wide receiver two in the middle of the 10th round. And I don't think he's going to finish any worse this year than he did last year. And if he's getting that ADP, I mean, that's just cheap. That's just such a such a value, such a value where he's at right now. I don't expect him to stay there, but still, I think if he's, my God, even if he climbs a round or even two, my God, I think, you know. Yeah, I mean, he might be able to sneak in. I mean, you're talking about guys like Corey Davis and Will Fuller, I mean, Corey Davis is going in the late sixth round mm-hmm. while Nelson Aguilar is going in the middle of the 10th, and I just don't see that yeah. whatsoever. I mean, no. the quarterback is better, the system is better. I mean, what is there to be seen? I mean, yeah, Corey Davis has the upside, but you're paying the piper. You're talking about a starting wide receiver out of Corey Davis week one. That is just not something that I really want to invest in in the no. redraft league. No. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Wide receivers, keep them coming. Keep Keep them going, baby. Talking about value plays. Talking about a guy like Danny Amendola who moved down to Miami and took over Jarvis Landry's shoes, what it appears to be. I mean, got to work on that tan sometime, right? Gets a little cold. New England, you know, not a whole lot of sun up there. Something, you know, Miami thinks stays pretty uh, pretty nice down there, you know? (laughs) Amandola got the babes, got the beach. When it came to playoffs last year for the Patriots, Amandola loved it. Sexy. We're talking about 22.2, 28.7, and a 23.2 in the in the three Ooh. playoff games for the New Ooh. England Patriots. So I mean, this is a guy who's shown he can take the ball and run with it. 
he can get it sexy for you. And if the Dolphins are looking to be losing football games, and I think they are, I think, I think Danny Andoma's going to step right into the Jarvis Landry shoes. And I think if he can stay healthy, which he's kind of had a little bit of a problem with, but if he can stay on that football field, I think we're looking at back-end wide receiver two production. We're talking about a guy who's going in the 12th fucking round. <laughs> <laughs> even, if, even I mean, my God, even if he is on the Dolphins, I mean, my God, a guy that's going in the 12th, 12th round. 12th round of a 12-team league. In a PPR 12-team league, he is going in the fucking 12th oh round, God. baby. So uh, the value is there. I know he's a guy that can let you down, but at that point, he's your fourth or fifth guy on your bench. So, I mean, even if he does let you down, it's not like the worst fucking thing no. in the world, baby. But no. this is a guy who, if healthy... They're just going to, I mean, Devontae Parker be damned. Amandola is going to lead this team in targets and so, receptions on the season. I think so, too, man. I think so, too. And, you know, like you said, if, you know, he can, if he can stay healthy, you know, I, I don't know that I trust Miami to kind of, you know, use him in the sort of same way that New England did, keep him fresh kind of thing. But if he's seeing a lot of snaps, I mean. I think he's going to have to see a lot he, of snaps. He has to. Who else are they throwing? They've got Robert Wilson and Albert Wilson, excuse me. Oh, Wilson and Devontae Park can't fucking stay on the field either. So, I mean, all in. I think Amandola will be peppered with targets when on the field. Keep it going. The guy who's going to take his role back, assume the position in New England in Julian Edelman, baby. And Mm. I think, I mean, he's still going, what, like late fifth? So he is getting a little bit of respect out there, getting some respect. But if you look at guys going around him, I think you got to think that he's, you know, the best player available. I mean, he's going around guys like Michael Crabtree, who we shit all over in the uh, all over in the uh, players to wide receivers to avoid video. All over. And you know, you got to think the only guys around him that you would even consider taking over him are guys like you know maybe Golden Tate or uh, or Jarvis Landry. Maybe if you're a believer in the move to Cleveland. But if you're looking at this shit, I think you got to go Julian. There's like a two two-round bubble where a Julian Edelman is clearly the best wide receiver going off the board. <laughs> Tell, it should speak volumes. I mean, it, I mean it's going <laughs> to It be, should speak he, volumes. He could easily lead the Patriots in targets. I mean, Gronk's the... Gronk's the playmaker. Gronk's a sexy boy to watch. Absolutely. But, I mean, there's no... I mean, if Edelman's on the field, you got to think he's going to be leading this football team in targets. Absolutely, man. Just, just the work he does over the middle of the field, man. And You know, he's a guy... That, Tom Brady looks for out there. My God. Two more wide receivers for you. We're going to go with the Bears. A guy, you know, hype train, Deluxe. Bears got the second. Took, take their second pick in this NFL draft. Got some Anthony Miller. And you're looking into it. You know, coming from a school like Memphis, they don't really produce a lot of sexy wide receivers. They've actually only had three seasons in which a wide receiver who played for Memphis has had a thousand yards or better. One of those seasons was the Reverend Isaac Bruce who ended up with 15,000 yards <laughs> in his NFL career, borderline Hall of Famer. The other two were Anthony Miller, baby. So we're talking about a guy who's going to make plays. We're talking about a guy who could easily step in his rookie season and be second in this team in targets behind the likes of Allen Robinson. Absolutely. I mean, my God. Just profiled as such an aggressive guy when he was at school. Guy that fights for yards. I just love that. I love that pickup by the Bears. I think he's going to be in a good situation there, too. I mean, where is he going? Like 14th round in, in average PPR drafts? Um, well, 
I've got him at 163 overall. All right, I'll skim down to you find his fucking name here, baby. Yep, yeah. we got seventh pick in the 14th <laughs> round. Diving. But there's a few believers out there because yeah, high yeah. watermark. Here we got a what believer. Got? Not second pick of the ninth. That's first bench player, oh, baby. That's man. a fucking believer. We got some Bears homers yeah, out there right on the calculator, do. baby. Fucking right we do, man. That's some Bears homers out there toting the fucking wagon for the Anthony Miller, taking him second pick in oh, the buddy. ninth, baby. I'm in love with it. I, but if you can sit back and wait for this guy to fall in your lap in the 14th round while other teams are taking defenses and kickers that aren't named Jacksonville Jaguars? <laughs> or Justin Tucker. Or Justin Tucker? <laughs> then fuck yeah, baby. Anthony Miller... All in, all day. Love it. Last wide receiver we're going to hit you with, out of L.A. going Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, baby. Talk about going 92nd overall right now. They're posting a 62, 869, 5 receiving line as a rookie. As a rookie. His first seven games, you know, he, he came out, you know, he didn't come out sexy dogs hot, but it was smooth at a 10.3 average PPR points. Those first seven games, and he went into the bye week eight, and he came out for the rest of the season, and he averaged just over 13 at 13.2, you know. So, I mean, the progression was there. He did not slow down. He went for, you know, I know it's not the, the hugest jump in the world from 10 to 13, but the progression is definitely there. I mean, if you look at it a little bit further, for a rookie, we're talking about a guy who only had three games under three receptions and no games under two receptions. I mean, so as a rookie, I mean, my God. You just got to love what that shows you. They are willing to target him early and often. And to a guy that averaged 14 yards of reception last mm. season, you got to love what he does, how Sean McVay schemes, schemes him open then. I mean, Brandon Cooks is going to be looking to blow the top off those defenses out there. So I think Cooper Cup and Cooks is going to take that corner. He's going to take that safety. He's going to run away with him downfield. That's going to leave that middle of the field open for old Cooper Cup all fucking day. Gotta love it. I and mean, you know, there are some, there are some Cooper Cup, you know, kind of, kind of getting a little high on him. Got him going about in the middle of the sixth round as his high point right now. But you know, low end is about the fourth pick in the tenth round. Yeah, he's averaged like middle eighth. I think it was fourth pick in the eighth round that he's averaging going. So, I mean, there is value to be had there. I mean, we're talking about second flex player. If you can get Cooper Cup in your second flex in a 12-team league, I mean, that's something I'm fucking all in You can do a lot worse. Do a lot worse than Cooper <laughs> Cup as your second flex player. I think he's a guy that has a high enough floor that you can depend on playing for too. a great team like the Rams as far as offense goes. Too. So I think I think you can depend on that offense to at least give you what he got yeah. last season. Absolutely, man. As as his floor. And we got you know we finished twenty fifth twenty fifth overall wide receiver in PPR leagues last season. So we're talking about a guy who just missed that uh, wide receiver two cutoff right. in uh, twelve team leagues. So as a rookie, I mean I I think that might be his floor moving forward this season. So you might see his ass could creep into that you know maybe that. 15 to 18 range, if you, you know. Right, right. Gets a couple of little lucky drops out there, babe. Yeah, maybe gets a, you know, Finds the end zone two or three more times. There you go, man. All right, we got a, we got a few running backs to break down for uh, average draft pitch and got guys I like where they're going. Talking about Kenyon Drake to lead it off with the running backs. And when he came in, when Damian Williams got out weeks 13 through 15, he came in and 
He assumed the position, baby. Absolutely. Because he went 24, 23, and 23 PPR points in those three back-to-back weeks, respectively, for your ass. I mean, you just have to love what you saw out of him once they committed to giving him that rock out there. I mean, he's a guy, too, right now going about 37th overall. I'm not, I don't want to just assume that that's going to be his, you know, his floor out there. There's a kind of no way it can be, but you just got to love what you've seen out of him when they committed to him. Yeah, I mean, you know, you saw what a guy like Jay Ajayi was able to do with that shitty fucking Miami offensive line that insteps Kenyon Drake into the year. I know we're talking about fresh legs against some more tired defense, which kind of edges it a little bit. But he still got 4.8 yards per carry behind that shitty old line, and and he was catching those catching the rock in those three weeks too. He got 14 receptions weeks 13 through 15, and go, to go along with all that other six. I mean, man, if you you know if anybody out there started him the 